Episode 228 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm managing editor Kirk Simonoff sitting in for Bill this week. Well, the Wichita real, real estate market has been booming over the last few years. It's seemingly unfazed by the pandemic. And the Center for Real Estate at Wichita State University has just released its new forecast. Will the market continue to post strong numbers? Real estate reporter Shelby Kellerman invited the director of the Center for Real Estate, Stan Longhoffer, to join her for her discussion about the market here in episode 228. That comes in a moment. First, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The city council has been considering the formation of a non-discrimination ordinance, but there's been a lot of public comment and debate about the proposal. It's scheduled for a vote on Tuesday. So we took a deeper dive into the details. You'll find that coverage beginning on page 12. Our special report this week is on wealth management. We take a look at tax rate changes and cryptocurrency. That's on page 16. This week's list, the Wichita area's IT companies, page six. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 18. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, I am Shelby Kellerman. I'm a reporter here at the Wichita Business Journal, and I am very gratefully filling in for Bill Roy for this week. Um, and our guest is Stan Longhofer. Stan, I know you've been on the Biz Talk podcast before and are probably pretty well known among our listeners. But for those of you who don't know, Stan is the director of the Center for Real Estate at Wichita State University. And the reason we wanted him to join this week in particular is because he and his team at WSU just released their annual housing forecast which reviews current housing market trends and conditions in areas across the state. So Stan, welcome. Thanks for popping on with us. Thanks for having me, Sheldon. Absolutely. Well, uh, to start, I, I wondered how long you've been doing this report, you know, and how exactly do you put it together each year? What kinds of data and things are you looking for usually? Yeah, we started the housing forecast back in 2002, I think was the first year we started putting it together. Um, I came to Wichita State in 1999 with a, a charge to rebuild the real estate program. And so shortly after I did that, we founded the Center for Real Estate because I'm such a big believer in the connections and the relationships that we build with the academic work that we do with our research and our teaching at the university and the professional business community. And so the Center for Real Estate is the entity that really make, bridges the divide between uh, our academic programs and, and our work at outreach in the community. And as a part of that, we really looked to find a place where there was some sort of a, a need out in the market, some place where we could offer some value. And I'm, I'm a big believer that universities should be serving the community and we shouldn't be competing with the private sector. 
Um, we should be finding those niches where we can add value that the maybe private businesses aren't able to do because the, the benefits are longer term rather than immediate. Sometimes it's hard for companies to invest in certain ways. And so when we looked from the real estate perspective, there were two companies in town, Wigand and uh, the Martins Group, that were both doing really nice work with the commercial side of things. And so we said, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel, but nobody was doing a real deep dive analysis on the housing market. And so we began to do an annual housing forecast for the Wichita area. And then uh, sometime around 2007, 2008, uh, the Kansas Association of Realtors reached out to us and said, hey, we see what you're doing in Wichita. We'd love to see that across the state. And in particular, they wanted to have some reliable statewide MLS statistics. And so we entered into a contract with the Kansas Association to access all of the multiple listing services across the state. Uh, at the time, I think there were about 20 of them. And so we access each of those MLSs, we bring the data together and we make them talk to each other, which isn't always easy because they have different vendors and different structure for their data. And then we are able to provide monthly MLS statistical reports to all of the MLS boards, all the realtor boards across the state. But that also allows us to create statewide MLS statistics, allowing us to do uh, forecasts for not just the Wichita area, but the state as a whole, and for all of the major metropolitan areas. And so we've been doing those metro area forecasts um, ever since uh, 2008. Wow, quite a big undertaking, I'm sure, and certainly such valuable data, you know, for, for real estate professionals. So, um, well, not just real estate professionals, but also for sure. uh, in consumers, homeowners, home buyers and sellers, and also for policymakers around the state, you know, to have a sense as to what's really happening in housing markets and the impacts when, when we're making policy decisions, you know, we view ourselves as a source of unbiased, reliable data and analysis on all sorts of real estate markets. Definitely a good marker for, for the economy, that's for sure. Um, okay, so a year ago when this report came out, you know, there were predictions that COVID-19 was going to have a much bigger impact on the housing market in 2021, right? So we had tight inventory, we were anticipating a lot of unemployment. So, but then the market, you know, ended up having just as strong a year as ever. So, so what happened? What what surprised you about 2020, 2021? Well, you know, to, to really get a sense of where we were heading into COVID and what we're seeing right now, it's important to have perspective that the inventory constraints and the tight supply that we have right now is not something that all of a sudden happened with COVID. Um, we've been in what might be statistically classified a seller's market since 2015. So inventories have steadily been getting lower and lower and lower, and the market has gotten tighter and tighter and tighter. And we actually, our, our forecast last year for, for 2021 was that home sales would decline this year. And that was really driven by two things. Number one was, if you don't have homes to sell, how do you keep selling more homes? And we just didn't see how that was going to happen given the tight inventories. But we also thought that demand would pull back a little bit as the effects of, of the, the downturn, the economic downturn from COVID spread through broader parts of the economy. 
Uh, that latter piece of it really didn't happen. Um, throughout COVID, one of the things we very quickly discovered is that um, in, during the pandemic, we've seen the bifurcation of the economy become even more, more severe than it had been previously. And so those who have been able to, um, a, lot of, a lot of households were able to transition and work from home pretty easily, but those tended to be households that were more affluent in a better economic situation to begin with, whereas um, households that were less likely to be home buyers uh, tended to be more likely to be in, in jobs that were more severely impacted by the pandemic. And so demand in the housing market didn't really drop off because the people who are likely to buy homes could transition pretty easily. Moreover, um, interest rates dropped so dramatically in the wake of some of the Fed's activities to, to really try and help support the economy. And then with all the stimulus activities, which, hey, you know, I got a stimulus check, you got a stimulus check, but I didn't stop receiving my regular paycheck it put people in a very flush situation to be able to go into the housing market if they needed to. Um, and so demand ended up being stronger than we projected. What has been remarkable to me and the thing that I, I tell my realtor friends all the time is where do you keep finding homes to sell? Because there's just nothing out there on the market. And what's really happening is that homes are selling just almost instantly. And while that's moderated a little bit in recent months, um, the you know in 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 May or June when when we might have had sell homes that would go on the market and there might have been ten offers or twelve offers that were all above, now you're only having three or four, <laughs> and so it's still kind of a bidding war. It's just not quite as intense as it was. And uh, in any other context, if we looked at this in you know two years ago, three years ago, ten years ago everybody would be saying this is just the most incredible tight market we could ever imagine. Now realtors who have been used to things that are just absolutely not so crazy, when it's only crazy, they feel like maybe it's calming down a bit, but it's still very, very tight. Less crazy, crazy, yeah. less crazy. <laughs> sure. Well, I think that certainly speaks to the unpredictability of, of the last year, no doubt. So, um, so what do you think are some key takeaways, key statistics, maybe from from this year's housing forecast? What do you think is most important to know? Well, obviously, the headline of it is the is the rapid home price appreciation that we've been seeing. Um, home prices in the Wichita area and indeed across the entire state uh, have been appreciating at the fastest pace that we have ever seen. Um, through the second quarter of this year, which is the latest data that we have available, home prices in the Wichita area went up by 11.6%. We've just never seen this kind of home price appreciate. This, this is like what you might think you'd have in California. This is not Kansas, but it is Kansas right now. Um, we think that trend is going to continue. Our forecast for the end of the year, so finish out the fourth quarter, is that home prices in the Wichita area will increase by 10.9%. And while it is slow a little bit next year, a 6.8% increase is still well above what would be typical appreciation in the Wichita market. And that's being driven by the fact that we just have such little inventory. 
and inventories um, have really been, um, you know, the pressure has been put on inventories because we've spent the last 10, 12 years not building enough homes, not adding to the inventory. And the good news is that we are beginning to see some, some strong um, increases in building permits. Um, this year, we think we're on pace for building permits to end up above 1,500 units, which will be about a 12, almost 13% increase compared to last year. And then that'll increase another 6% next year. That's our forecast. Um, now, you know, to put that in context, however, the 1,600 units that we expect for next year, 1,670 is our forecast for 2022. Um, back in the early 2000s, we were regularly seeing permits between, you know, up to 2,000, even 2,500 permits a year. So we're still well below where we were at the peak, but we're back at now at a level where I was kind of expecting us to get back to, and between 1,500 and 2,000 permits a year is a pretty healthy pace for Wichita. And so it's gonna take time, but that should help ease some of the inventory constraints um, over the next several years. But it's gonna take several years to really unwind from the tight situation that we're in. Yeah, those are certainly some pretty staggering numbers. And I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the home appreciation values. I mean, at what point do you think that this becomes unhealthy? You know, do you think, do you have concerns that that housing will become unaffordable in Wichita in a city that, you know, for so long has been known for low cost of living or, or are things starting to cool off like you mentioned? Yeah, I, I think in some respects, we've gotten a little bit spoiled here in Kansas. Um, our home prices have been, you know, it's been one of our, our, our real calling cards, right, is how affordable it is to buy a house here. You can buy a lot more home for your money than you can in most other markets. And what's what I think has changed here recently is that, you know, all the years when in the wake of the financial crisis, we had a number of years where home price appreciation in the Wichita area was basically flat. We didn't see big declines the way there were in some markets, but we didn't see appreciation five or six years of basically bouncing around zero. All during that time, construction costs, the cost of building a new home, both labor and materials has continued to go up. And so as a result, there's been a separation between what it costs to build a home and what the price of an existing home. And that separation had gotten so large that it just wasn't sustainable. And so what we're seeing now is a little bit of catch up. It's, it's really existing home prices coming up to narrow that gap between what it costs to buy a home out on the market versus replacing it or building it. What I think is going to happen is that we will see home price appreciation slow somewhat over the next few years, but I, I absolutely do not see us in a situation where, oh, it's a bubble and prices are gonna drop all of a sudden. Again, there's, there's just too much difference between what it costs to build a home versus the price of existing homes that that, that, that gap has to narrow. And so as a result, we think that you know, strong home price appreciation, at least this year next, and then it should settle back down to maybe what's a more normal pace, maybe 4% a year. It may take a few years for that to fully settle back down. 
good to hear. Okay, good. The forecast mentions this term buyer fatigue. Talk about what that means exactly. And, and do you think it will become more prevalent going into the next year? Yeah. When, when you talk to realtors who, who are you know, working with buyers and sellers on a daily basis and as the market has been so tight, you know, we've gone from a time when we talked about months supply to talking about days supply. And typical homes are selling in, in very, very quickly. And when that happens in multiple offer situations, then buyers are caught in a bidding war. And so they may go and they make offers on five, six, seven homes and still be unsuccessful. And that gets very discouraging after a while. And so that's the buyer fatigue is that, that there are buyers who are stepping back and they're saying, you know what, I'm just tired of, of trying to go through this process. And I think I found a home I really want and I make an offer and I'm not successful. And so some are pulling back to wait and then maybe they'll come back again next year. Maybe they'll remodel their existing home if they already have a place where they're, you know, a house that they're living. Um, but, you know, that that is very, very frustrating and it, and it alters that dynamic a little bit. Um, from what I hear anecdotally from realtors is that buyers have been, you know, when things were so white hot at the most intense period back in the spring and summer, buyers were doing almost crazy things, you know, waiving all inspections and, and just, you know, doing whatever they had to do to make their offer attractive to a potential seller. They seem to be stepping back a little bit from that. And I think that's actually a healthy thing. Um, you know, the, you, you absolutely, as a buyer, you want to go in and you want to have a pre-approval letter. You want to, you know, you, you don't want to go and ask unreasonable things of the seller, but, you know, okay, so I'm going to have an inspection, but I'm going to waive anything from that inspection that's, you know, under a certain dollar amount. If it, you know, repairs that might be needed that are maybe a few hundred or even a few thousand dollars, look, that's not going to cause the deal to fall apart. That's what the seller really cares is that when they accept your offer, that you're really going to close. And anything you can do to convince the seller that your offer is really gonna come through, that's what's gonna make you the most attractive. And so you have to be, you have to be judicious about what you do in this process to make sure that you're not um, being silly and not doing something that's wise from your own personal standpoint, better attractive to the seller. Well, it's the biggest decision of a life, right? Is, is buying a home. So, you know, in many respects, it's the most intimate transaction yeah. mm -hmm. that most of us will undertake. And we don't do it often, you know, a few times in our lives for most of us. Sure. What about realtor fatigue too? I mean, I have to wonder if, if realtors are working, you know, all hours of the day, you know, making offers and looking for new listings. I mean, are you hearing that, you know, realtors are getting tired of this? Are we going to see an exodus of, of professionals or what, what do you think? Oh, you never hear realtors complain about it right? <laughs> because they know that it could go away at some point. And, True. and uh, so they do get tired. I think mostly they just feel for their buyers. Um, when they're on the seller side and they, they have the listing, um, you know, that side of it makes things really nice, but it also, there's a lot of work on the back end. I don't think most home buyers and sellers really appreciate what the realtor does in that transaction. And, and I always argue a good realtor 
earns his or her commission, not from the day they get the listing to the day there's a contract and, oh, I sold it fast for this great price. The realtor earns the commission from the day there's a contract up until the day that it closes. And there are so many things that have to happen and so many things that could cause that deal to fall apart. One of those in the current market is the buyer who went through all sorts of things to get the offer accepted and offered above asking price and waived inspections, they start to get scared. And wait a minute, I hadn't won one and now I won this bidding war and, and am I making a mistake? Helping make sure that process goes through. If there's something on the inspection, what's important, what's not? How to make sure that that buyer's financing is actually in place and is being taken care of and so many different things. That's where a good realtor really earns their commission. Well, I think we're, we're probably reminded of that these days, probably more so than ever before. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Well, Stan, any final thoughts? I mean, when this report comes around a year from now, what do you, what do you think we'll be talking about? Anything else that's on your mind here? Um, like I said, I think it's going to take a long time for us to work through the supply constraints. It, you know, if we walked five miles into the forest, we've got to walk five miles out <laughs> in order to be back in the clear. And in this case, um, you know, the supply constraints built up over a number of years. And so the new home construction activity that's going on, that's really valuable. Um, it's just going to take some time for that to work its way through. So I think, you know, if I'm a buyer or if I'm a seller, I say, be patient. Um, don't expect things to change overnight. Um, I certainly, you know, I don't think that if I'm a, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about selling, for instance, you're saying, well, maybe I ought to sell now because it's such a strong seller's market. Don't stress. Sell when it's right for you to sell. I think it's going to continue to be a seller's market for a while. And you don't have to hit it right now to somehow never try and time any financial market, especially not the housing market. If it's right for you to sell, put your house on the market. If it's not, it's okay to wait. Um, similarly, uh, from a buyer's perspective, you know, if, if you need to buy now, then go do what you have to do and make it happen. But if you can wait, then don't worry about waiting. Don't, you know, that the market, it, it's not going to be better by waiting, a, you know, a few months or a, couple, or a year or so. So just move in the market when it fits best for you and your family and your life needs. Very good. Well, where can listeners find this housing forecast? Besides reading my story on the Business Journal website, where, where can they go to, to find this? Yeah, all, all of our forecasts, not just the Wichita forecast, but those for all of the major markets across the state are available on the Center for Real Estate's website. And that website is wichita.edu slash real estate. Or if you put in Wichita State Real Estate, put in Wichita State, Wichita State Real Estate on a web browser, you should get to us right away. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stan, for coming on and talking about the housing forecast. We appreciate your time and insight on this topic. So thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate uh -oh. it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Shelby. Thank you, Stan and Shelby. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 228. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. 
It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe and have a profitable week.